This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's do our podcast for this coming month. Uh, June is a very, very good month for both trout and bass fishing. Let's look at the trout situation to start with. We have a situation this year that I haven't encountered in many, many years. The little yellow stoneflies um, are exceptionally heavy this year. This, I believe, is a result of having calm water levels over the last two or three years. See, the eggs for, I mean, the, not just the eggs, but the uh, the nymphs for the little yellow stoneflies live in leaves in the back eddy, collected debris. They're on the moss below the water level. Places that high water would make them very, very vulnerable. Okay, we haven't had that situation with high water for the next couple of years. I was really sort of expecting good hatches on the little yellow stoneflies, and we have them. I have never in my life seen this many little yellow stoneflies, and the the trout are really feeding very heavily on them all day long. Uh, use a little yellow pattern. Murray's little yellow stonefly in about a size 16 is very effective. Uh, I am fishing it on 6X. I like to get a natural drift if possible. Okay, in addition to those, the first half of June, we get great hatches of sulfur. Now, this is probably the largest hatch on many of the mountain streams we have uh, up and down the East Coast. I've had wonderful fishing on these up in the Adirondacks and all the way down in the Smokies. The sulfur is just a dandy hatch. Now, the duns start coming off about in the middle of the day, and they keep coming all the way till dark. The spinners from the previous day now, the ones coming back to lay their eggs, the spinners come back probably starting about an hour before dark, and they increase right up to dark. So the last hour of the day, you've got heavy dun hatches coming off, You've got heavy spinner hatches coming back to lay eggs. Consequently, you're going to have a lot of feeding fish. Uh, I like the Murray sulfur in about a size 16, 18 dry, and Ed Shank sulfur in a 16, 18, and I do fish these on 6X. Now, whatever your course is, you're going to get some of the very best fishing if you try to stay on the stream right up to dark. On some of our long pools in the mountain stream, it's not at all unusual to see 8 or 10 uh, trout rising to these sulfurs. And that is fun fishing. If you're real careful in what you're doing, you can catch two or three trout in each pool. Especially if you find you'll all, the primary feeding station is going to be on the lip of the pool. So the biggest fish is probably going to be back there. If you land him very gently or use my pop strike to release him very gently and don't stir the pool up, you can probably catch another one in the lower part of the pool and definitely up another one up in the head of the pool. But pace yourself and try to stay until dark. Of course, if you got to walk out in the dark, take that into consideration. Uh, the upper sections of the mountain streams throughout the all of the Blue Ridge now have unusually large numbers of natural inchworms. Now, 
These fall on the stream. Wind blows them in. They drop down in their little web itself, fall on the stream. I often find I get the best catch on this if I use sort of a snap presentation or a roll cast presentation and slam that little my dry fly on the water uh, to attract their attention. Dead drift sometime is good, but I usually like to present my fly with some kind of splash so I get it get their attention. The Murray's uh, inchworm and a dry inchworm and a fourteen is is an excellent pattern. Uh, the latter part of the month, so I'd say the last half of June now, where we usually get a good olive caddis fly hatch. Uh, I play a double whammy game on these. There are going to be a lot of cadavers coming off, some coming back laying eggs. I use the Murray's Delta Wing Dry Caddis in a 16, the one that has the olive body now, in a size 16. And then I run about a 2-foot uh, 6X dropper behind that and put the olive caddis pupa on that to drift behind. I take probably an equal number of fish on the underwater pupa as I do on the top water. But that is a good hatch in most of these mountain streams. And that also uh, takes place in some of the best of zones in the upper reaches. Usually the last two hours of the day you're going to find more caddis activity. Okay, let's look at the smallmouth deal. The The crayfish in our rivers... I found this out almost by accident. I should have known it, but I really wasn't that being that observant until the last couple of years. They come out and feed. I'm now talk about the natural crayfish in the river. The natural crayfish come out and feed late in the evening when it's almost dark. I've been sitting on the side of the stream one evening. I was waiting for Jeff to get down the stream. We were using our kick boats and around my feet there were literally several dozen crayfish scurrying around my feet when it was almost dark they like that lower light level in the evening and they will also come out and do a lot of their own natural feeding in discolored water or if you get a heavy overcast day you might get them feeding like crazy on it now i'm talking about in water that's oh two feet three feet deep over cobblestone stream bottoms back along the bank and these crayfish come out to feed on their own i like to either float or wade about 40 feet out from that bank cast my murray's crayfish size six right back against the bank let it sink down to the bottom and then strip it out to try to make the 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 pinchers on there kick like a real crayfish would I jerk it about, oh, two or three inches and let it sit for maybe six, five or six seconds. And then jerk it again and let it kick and jerk it again. And I fish that out about 10 feet, pick it up, make a second cast in against the bank now. I'm in there where the cobblestones are. In against the bank, let it sink down and kick it out. And I'll cover where I have that type of water with cobblestone bottom, that depth. 
I'll fish oh, for two hours working down a bank like that. And you can fish these by floating if you want to. It's just a matter of personal preference whether you'd rather float it or kick it. My son likes to float them, and I like to weight them. So it's however you want to do it. But that is some good fishing. Now, what are you doing with crayfish in the middle of the day when the sun's out and all that kind of stuff? Well, they're still going to seek out shade where they're large boulders. A real good friend of mine got into one not long ago that was just a little under four pounds in water that was probably shoulder deep. There was a boulder down there about the size of a kitchen table, and that big, great big bass was lying down right around there. And he stripped that crayfish right along that big boulder and got it. So where there is deeper water, now I'm talking about water, what, four to six to seven feet deep, they could be on the shady side of those boulders. And if you've got ledges in there, they're going to be on the, the crayfish now will be under the undercut edge of those ledges. So just crawl it along there, right straight along the stream bottom. But the crayfish are very active throughout this month, and you can take some very big bass on them. If you have any questions on any of this, give me a ring. I'll be glad to help you on it. This is Harry Murray at Murray's Flash Up in Edinburgh, Virginia. Thank you for being with us.